Greetings and welcome to the Antithesis of Superwoman. I'm your host, recovering people pleaser and ASW encouragement coach, Von Fuller, and I am so excited that you're back with me as we progress on this journey of living our best lives without the cape. The title of this episode is The Balancing Act, Four Tips to Achieve Balance. All right, let's get into it. Again, welcome. Before we dive into today's topic, as always, I want to address a few things. Here are three important details I want to share. One, I am not a licensed therapist. I am solely a person who is passionate about encouraging people to live their best lives. Two, I am a Christian, and while I will share personal experiences that will involve my beliefs, I will not force my beliefs on you in this podcast. And three, I identify as a woman. Hence the podcast name, and I'm surrounded by a lot of women. So a lot of my examples will be a women. However, men, please know that I'm fully aware we have supermen out there as well. And if you're feeling the weight of the world on your shoulders, but feel like you can't express it because you have to maintain that strong and unshakable image, this podcast is for you. And remember, if you enjoy hearing encouraging tips and tools to go from overwhelmed to overjoyed, join the encouragement fam. Remember to click subscribe, like, rate, and review. Okay, so now that we've gotten all the logistics out of the way, let's discuss balance. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that if you're listening to this podcast, and chances are a big part of the reason you feel like the antithesis is because you have these huge plates of responsibility that you're trying to balance on those little sticks, and it is stressing you out, or at least starting to get to you a little bit. Personally speaking, I'm stressed out right now for that very reason. I am a founder and sole operator of two LLCs, so micro business, micro business. I'm a wife, I'm a mama too, I'm a daughter, I work full time, I'm a proud member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, and now I am a full time teacher mommy. And that doesn't include things like trying to keep the house clean, exercise, and any self-care or any other thing that I can't think of right now because mommy brain is real even though I took my vitamins. But so is overworked and not getting enough sleep brain, which I'm currently working under right now. And I made those terms up, but it's okay. Ride with me. Okay. (laughs) So how do we balance everything? The short answer is we don't. You can balance some things, but you can't balance everything. Even those that we would consider experts in a field of balancing, like jugglers and those plate spinners that I was just talking about, even they have a limit of what they can balance. And those are people who spend hours and skills trained, okay, I can't talk, who are highly skilled and trained at balancing those things or juggling those things and even they have limits so why wouldn't we this is exactly why i am on this antithesis movement we have got to stop stretching ourselves so thin in the name of doing everything for everybody we've got to slow down and we got to do a self-check engage our capacity physically emotionally spiritually and mentally they are all important and they should all be included We've also got to share some of the responsibilities on our to-do list, y'all. 
Sometimes parents, speaking as a parent, can be really bad at this for various reasons. Whether you feel it won't be done right if you don't do it and you'll end up having to do it yourself anyway, so you'll just save the time and do it from the beginning, or whether you feel like some of your value to your child is tied up in what you do for them. Either way, stop it. Stop doing things for your kids that they are capable of doing for themselves, except for you, mama. Okay, so um, hold on. Let me backtrack real quick. I'll say slow down on doing things for your kids. So you see how this works? This is a perfect example in real live time about how quickly the Holy Spirit throws some stuff back up in my face. Y'all are getting to witness this because my mama does a lot, not just for me, but for my family. And I don't want her listening and trying to use my words against me. So let's just stick with slowing down on things that you do for your capable kids. Okay. Love you, mama. Thank you. We appreciate all you do. You're the best. Okay. (laughs) Parents, slow down. Do a check. See if you're doing something that really would be more beneficial for your children to do for themselves because it actually helps them uh, become independent and helps them become better members of society if they are doing more things for themselves because they're more capable and then they could pass on and teach others not only around them, but whenever they have children and so on and so on. So, all right, going off on a tangent, let me get back. If you're not a parent, That doesn't mean that you aren't capable of stretching yourselves too thin and not sharing responsibilities with others that you should. Whether it's a coworker, a partner, a friend, whatever it may be, you still have got to value yourself enough to share responsibilities with others, especially if you're taking on too much for your capacity. And you are the only one who truly knows or needs to find out what that capacity is. Let me give you a quick example of going beyond your capacity. So if you're able to get all the things done on your to-do list and you're feeling good about that, but then the next day you wake up and you have a headache or you're suddenly sick, you have surpassed your capacity and it's time to be real with yourself about that. Your ability to push yourself and function past your capacity is not the actual measurement of your capacity. There's a difference. And I also want to say, give yourself grace There will not magically be more hours in a day to allow you to do all 2 million things on your task list. And you shouldn't feel like you failed or like you're less than if you can't check off all 2 million things. So although it's not always easy to balance all the things we have going on in our life, especially when you add a pandemic into the mix, I still want to give you guys some tips that may be helpful with finding a balance for when things get out of whack. I also want to be clear that typically the balance ebbs and flows. There are times where it's leaning to the side and there are times where it's straight and the balance is working and you are good. So here are just some tips that hopefully will help during those times where things seem unbalanced. And I also want to make it clear that these tips are after you've shared some responsibilities and respectfully declined some things. So this isn't your quick tips to make sure that you can get 2 million things done on your list. These are the tips that are going to help you after you've already knocked that down a bit to the things that you know you can do and to know that you are responsible for and have to get done. These are the things I'm talking about that you can apply the tips for. Okay, so now that I made that clear, the first thing I want you to do is prioritize. While it would be amazing to get the gazillion things done on our to-do list in one day, it's not probable. 
So it's best to prioritize what's most important to you. There are numerous ways that you can do this. You can do a matrix and place all your tasks into four different categories. So let me give you the categories real quick. They are urgent and important, urgent and not important, not urgent and important, and not urgent and not important. And for those who may be like, well, how do I know what tasks fall into which category? Here are some tips for that. Urgent means any tasks that are either overdue or due immediately. And important is truly what's important to you. Now, let me say this. You have to be really honest here about what's important to you and not necessarily what's important to everyone else for you to do. There is a major difference. And if that doesn't work for you, if you're not as technical as like, okay, well, let me get a spreadsheet and put four quadrants in there. Or if you just have too many things to even fit in those quadrants, you can also do relative prioritization, which is essentially listing your tasks and numbering them in order of importance. A key thing with this method, though, is that you have to give each task an assigned completion date or time, depending on how often you do your list. So if you create your list on a daily basis, then you need to give yourself an end time. And if you create a weekly list or anything that's more expanded than that, then you need to give yourself completion dates. But there has to be something there that lets you know when they are supposed to be done by to help you truly measure if it's working for you or not. But whatever method you choose, once you've settled on it, you have to do two things. Figure out what order you're going to work your list and give yourself time to complete it. Your order of completion is solely about preference. Your schedule that day may also impact it. I know it does for me. Personally, I like to do some of the less important or smaller things first, mainly because I can cross multiple things off my list quicker and it makes me feel like I'm actually getting things done. And I also learned through trial and error, unfortunately, that usually when I decide to do the most important things on my prioritized list, for me, this is my personal experience, that usually something unexpected happens and what would have taken me one hour to do is now taking all day and I may not even finish by the end of the day. So at the end of the day, not only do I not have that one major complex thing taken care of, but I also don't have any of the smaller things taken care of either. And after doing that for a little bit, and beating myself over that, I realized something has got to change. So I started switching up and doing some of these smaller things first, which helped me get things taken care of. And then it also allows me to give some much needed devotion to the bigger things once I've taken care of the smaller things. And in terms of time, I personally like to work in chunks of time, but you use whatever works best for you. The reason why I personally work in chunks of time versus having hours planned or even minutes plans that I've seen some people do is because for me, working in chunks provides flexibility for that unexpected phone call or that unexpected visitor pre-COVID where I'm guaranteed not to finish a task on time if I had to do it within like, okay, I'm gonna do this between eight and 8.30. Like that's not a big enough block for me because usually something always pops up. I usually always get a last minute request or question or something that's like, especially at work, something that's immediate and needs to be done yesterday that usually slows that down. So I like to work in bigger chunks because it just helps me to still be able to get that done while managing the unexpected things that pop up. Another reason for time block is because you minimize your distractions. So if I have a time block for email and phone calls, a time block for documents, etc., you get the point. 
then if I get a non-emergency email during that document time, I can wait to respond to that non-emergency email until I'm in my email and callback block time. One thing that really helps me with this, and this is a quick tip for you guys, planners. Planners help a lot. And don't forget to schedule a break or some personal time for yourself. Honestly, I have to admit, I'm still working on that myself, but I do know that it is imperative. So please, please, please schedule a break. All right. So my next tip is to know your body clock. When are you most focused? Do you do your best work in the morning, in the afternoon, or at night? Whatever time of day you're at your best, schedule your high priority and complex things during that time. That way, if you're struggling to focus during moments of the day, you can still be productive because you've already handled the more complex thing when you were focused, and now you can handle the non-complex things even though you're not as focused. It's simple. It's a simple solution, but it's extremely effective. My third tip is a bit interesting, but what can you blend? Are there tasks that you can merge or at least do together? For example, if working out is in your schedule, but you have a packed day, instead of skipping working out altogether, during your company-wide meeting that you had no intention of speaking in anyway, put yourself on mute and turn the video function off and get a quick workout in. Or instead of canceling the workout, use your teacher-parent role to work out with your child for their physical education component. And I said physical education, even though we all call it PE, but I want to say physical education because I'm trying to be uh, proper. So, <laughs> And last but certainly not least, stop comparing. That is my final tip for you guys. Just stop comparing. I know I've said this before, and it's because a lot of times, honestly, if you want to get real about it, we hear things, but it doesn't always resonate with us initially, at least not to the point where we're moved enough to actually apply the information. And that's just a human trait, which is why repetition is a key strategy in schools and marketing. Repetition is a great way to help ensure that the brain caught it, held onto it, and didn't stick it in the archive files way in the back, never to resurface again. So bear with me on a repetition, y'all. I promise y'all it's not just because I'm forgetting or because I'm bored or because I have nothing else to say. It is imperative. I really want you to stop comparing. And I'm speaking to myself with this too. And I'll share an example a little bit later on how I failed at that and actually compared. Uh, but for now, I just want to tell you, please stop comparing. It is so important that you just focus on what you're doing. Because not only does comparing not change your situation, but it is a major time waster. The time you wasted on comparing, you could have been focusing on a task you're struggling to complete so you can either gain or maintain your balance. So, okay, here's a personal example. See, I didn't keep y'all waiting that long. <laughs> okay, so a podcast that I love to watch and listen to is called The Love Hour Podcast. So shout out to the host, Kev on Stage and Miss Kev on Stage. I'm a longtime fan of them both as individuals and as a married couple. And I am one of their Patreon members. And one of the perks of being a Patreon member on their platform is you get to watch them record their podcast live and comment or ask questions. And a lot of times they respond. So on this particular episode, they were talking about the growth of their platform and they took questions from Patreon members. And I asked them a question specifically from Ms. Kevin on stage, woman to woman, 
My question to her was, as a wife and a mom and a content creator and all these other roles that you fill and all these other shoes that you wear, how do you manage to balance it all? She answered with a quick, I don't. Then they both started sharing stories and both started giving us insight on how they have a housekeeper that comes to their home to help them keep things in order, that they order food whenever she's too tired or just too busy to cook, and how she forgets things too. She said that there was one time where they actually, she was supposed to take her kids to meet up with their friends so they can go to Disneyland. And she put the wrong time in her alarm. They were supposed to go like super early, like five o'clock or something. And I don't think, well, I don't even know if she put the alarm in her phone. It's been a while since I asked it. So I'm trying to remember the whole story. But essentially, she missed it. She woke up because the other mom was calling her like, hey, where are you guys? And she was like, oh, shoot, I'm in a bed. So <laughs> long story short, they did not get the chance to go to Disneyland that day. In typical mom form, she said that she felt terrible and was trying to figure out a way to make it up to them. But that things happened, that you're not going to get it all done. Everything is not always going to be perfect. Nobody here is a step for wife. We're all just trying our best to maintain. And I loved how open and transparent they were. And it was an immediate reminder for me that not only was I falling back into that trap of comparison and thinking someone else has it together and has all the answers and those superwoman capabilities that I don't have, but it also reminded me that you just simply cannot balance all of the things, but you can balance your priorities. So be better than me, y'all, and do not compare. Just focus on being the best you that you can be. And I also have another transparent moment with y'all since I guess I'm in a sharing mood today, but this one I'm currently living in. So I do not have a resolve. I do not have a resolution. I do not have a little tiny bow to wrap this up in. I become a full-time teacher mommy and I'm still working a full-time job and it's stressful. I know I'm only one of many parents in this situation and to date, I have not found the right balance yet, so it still feels like a stressor instead of the blessing that I know it is to even have the option to keep my child at home for virtual school to ensure her safety. And I know not every parent has that same opportunity and trust that I'm praying for y'all. I know that alone, having to send your kid to school during these times comes with its own stressors. So please know that I'm praying for y'all. Both my child and my source of income are priorities to me. So it's not as easy as just choosing one to put more energy and effort into right now. And the biggest thing I'm trying to do is focus on scheduling. Since they normally take place during the same time, I initially tried to do it that way, but it was a complete fail. So now I'm trying to do block scheduling and see how that goes. But y'all pray for me. And if y'all have any tips on some things I can do or want updates on how it's going, let me know. It is a work in progress and I'm just trying to do my best to make sure that my daughter stays challenged and continues to learn while also keeping my job because bills need to be paid. So assistant needs her coins. And with that, it's time to move on to our weekly segments, the encouragement challenge, the beacon of encouragement, and the encouragement quote. Your encouragement challenge this week is to do a self-check. Are you trying to balance every little thing that comes across your path? Instead, work to prioritize your top to-do items. I think that's simple enough, right? Can y'all carve out a little bit of time to do that? Hopefully, 
If so, let me know how it goes. Okay, so next, let's move on to our beacon of encouragement. This week's beacon of encouragement, we're celebrating Tia Mallory Hardrick. She's older than me, but I felt like I grew up with her. I watched her on Sister Sister in numerous other roles throughout my childhood and teenage years. Shout out to Disney. I've never had the pleasure of meeting her, but she always just seems so very nice. Now, while she's still an actress on shows like Family Reunion on Netflix, she is so much more than that. In her personal life, she's a wife, a mom, and all the other roles so many of us play. And professionally, she's an author, a YouTube influencer, she's a podcaster, a founder of Mommy Postpartum Products and Vitamins, and she even had a show on a cooking channel, and currently she has an Etsy home collection. So Sis is doing a lot, and she doesn't shy away from that, and I love that about her. But one of the things I also love about her and want to highlight this week specifically is her transparency and her ability to merge certain responsibilities. As an influencer and even in her cooking show, she brings family in, allowing her time with her family and friends, but it's also helping her get her coins and pursuing career avenues that she's passionate about. And I love it. I love how she's able to just blend those two and make it work for her. She's a boss, and she always executes with grace, humility, and efficiency, and I'm here for all of it. So, Tia, thank you for being who you are. You are truly a beacon of encouragement. As a reminder, y'all, I accept beacon of encouragement nominations. So, a beacon of encouragement is anyone who has encouraged you in your life, whether personal or professional. They deserve a spotlight, so send me an email or DM so we can give them one, okay? On to the encouragement quote. Okay, so I have two this week because I couldn't choose between one. Y'all tell me what you think about them. The first one is, balance is not better time management, but better boundary management. Balance means making choices and enjoying those choices. By Betsy Jacobson. The second one is, you will never find time for anything. The time isn't hiding from you. You're just not utilizing it to your satisfaction. You are the only one that can change that. You can't find the time. Choose to use the time you have in a fulfilling way. That's by me, y'all. With that, I want to thank you all for joining me at episode 19. I am also grateful that you are still rocking with me here as we grow on this journey of living our best lives without the cake. And if you don't remember anything else from this episode, please remember that the key isn't to learn how to balance everything you and everyone else expects you to balance. The key is in creating boundaries, which may mean saying no to some things and then working on balancing what's left. As always, know that I do not take you being here with me for granted. If you enjoy spending time with me talking about the balancing act, then join the encouragement fam. We're here with open arms. Like, subscribe, and follow on any platform where podcasts are found. Remember to rate and review. Can't wait to meet you back here next week for episode 20. You won't want to miss it. If you have encouraging topics you want me to discuss, a beacon of encouragement you want to nominate, or questions you want answered, feel free to email them to me at antithesissw at gmail.com. That's A-N-T-I-T-H-E-S-I-S-S-W, no spaces, at gmail.com. If you have Instagram, follow me at antithesis underscore of underscore superwoman. Check me out on Twitter at antithesis s, and don't forget my website 
antithesisofsuperwoman.com. I'm working on making my website a one-stop shop for everything, but it's still a working process, so bear with me, y'all. All right, talk to you next week. And remember, no cape, no cap. Bye.